My first job coming out of college was sports writer, but it didn't take long for me to realize that sports writing just wasn't my destiny. Now don't get me wrong, I loved it. But there's a saying in sports writing and it goes, the hours are terrible, but at least the pay stinks. I eventually made the jump to news, which landed me some editor jobs, and before you know it, I ended up at Campbell University heading news and publications, which is where I am today. But I still love sports, and when athletes like the guy currently playing shortstop for Campbell University's baseball team come along, I still get excited. I'm like that 22-year-old broke sports writer again. My guest on this week's podcast is Zach Neto, last year's Big South Conference Player of the Year and a kid many are predicting will go in the first or second round of the Major League Baseball draft this summer. We talk about how a skinny kid from Miami, Florida ended up in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina and became one of the most feared hitters in all of college baseball. I'm Billy Liggett, Director of News and Publications at Campbell University, and this Rhymes with Orange. Campbell's baseball team didn't get off to the best start in 2022, going 1-6 in its first seven games. But the team found its footing and reeled off four straight and five of six before heading to Lynchburg, Virginia to take on the nationally ranked Liberty Flames, which was riding an 11-game winning streak. The two-game series became the Zach Neto Show. Got one off the end of the bat. Skies that one deep. Left center field looking up, and that's a no-doubter. He got every bit of that one. Drives that one to center field. Orndorff going straight back, looking up. Get out of here. Up and over the batter's eye. Neto has done it again. 1-0 pitch. Lifted into left and deep. And his third home run of the series. And the bat flip continues for Neto. That thing was a laser. A couple of you yesterday were kind of the, the high, more prodigious shots. If you're a fan of Campbell baseball, then you already know Zach Neto. If you're not familiar with the name, though, you need to learn it. That's N-E-T-O. Last year's Big South Player of the Year in his first full season of college ball, and this year a preseason All-American. Zach hit a whopping 405 in 2021. His average was 13th in the nation, and his slugging percentage was 10th. This year, he's hitting around 355 and leads the team in hits, runs, doubles, triples, RBI, total bases, slugging, walks, on-base percentage, and even hit by pitch. Speaking of pitching, he does that too. Zach has a win and two saves and three relief appearances this year after going 4-0 in 11 games last year and he had the second-highest batting average in the nation last year among players who also pitched. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Let's hit the rewind button. It's early February, the season is still a week away, and I'm sitting in the visitor's dugout at Jim Perry Stadium talking to Zach Neto, who just received some good news. He's been named to the Golden Spikes Award preseason watch list. The winner at year's end is considered the nation's top amateur player by USA Baseball. A lot's been written about Zach in the past year, and he's well aware of the expectations heading into this season. And that's where we begin our interview, a 
a full month before the offensive explosion in Lynchburg, we talk about expectations. You've probably been reading everything that's been written about you, but that's been like the last two months, and now that you're just a week away from the season, I have to imagine you're pretty ready for this to kind of get started, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Um, I mean, in the fall, I was just looking at what everybody had to say. Um, it was it was nice being able to see my name in that in that uh, mix with everybody else. Um, only reason why I read it just to see just to see like what people have to say, um, whether it's positive or negative. Just be able to use that either against me or with me, um, and turn it into something positive. I think um, be able to turn negatives into positives is a big thing, at least in my game because I play with a lot of energy. So just be able to do that and turn it and put it on the field is just is just what makes me a, a good ball player. Do you feel any pressure? Do you deal with pressure pretty well? Or yeah, I feel like I I deal with pressure pretty good. Um, I start in the fall. I was a little like the pressure kind of got to me a little bit, but uh, my coaches have helped me throughout the way, and so have my teammates. So um, I'm coming now with an open head, just being able to um, compete with the, with my teammates and compete against other teams, and uh, it's not really getting to my head. Uh, just it just takes it one day at a time, and and whatever happens happens uh, in the future. So so what clicked for you last year? At what point in the season did you realize that? that you were having a season that not a lot of and I know technically it was your second year but you're still a freshman um at one point of the season did you kind of realize that this this wasn't an average season for for a freshman like that yeah I think once once I started getting on a on a I think once I started getting on a roll where I started getting multiple hits uh per game is where I is where I kind of started clicking a little bit um kind of saw the baseball like a beach ball up there uh pretty much could hit against whoever and whatever um and then throughout the year it was just like man I'm on a 20 game hit streak like uh like I think this is this is going crazy um it's it's a season to be like rememberable about um people my teammates were just helping me throughout the way trying to keep me humble about it and they definitely did uh didn't really didn't really think about the 20 game hit streak or how high I was batting in the batting average um it was just just being able to go out there every day and have fun uh, with my teammates, uh, they made it easy for me, and it was just, just it was just an awesome time going out there. Explain that beach ball uh, scenario. I know uh, when when you're on a streak and things are going, the I, the game slows down for you. The pitches, the so you, but you say beach ball. So when when you're on a streak like that, um, is it just is it just all slow down for you? Like yeah, that? yeah, it pretty much just everything slows down. Uh, I could pretty much see like everything so good where it's like I could I could see what pitch is coming and and be able to hit it wherever it's pitched or whatever pitch is coming be able to hit it where it's pitched or how fast it is or whatever um it's just just me being able to slow the game down myself and and just be able to do uh stay within myself. Zach's 2021 season is considered one of the best ever by a fighting camel. But Zach Neto actually got to Bowie's Creek in 2020 playing in three games and getting one hit and five at-bats before COVID-19 put an abrupt end to the season that March. With extra downtime on his hands, Zach worked on his game for the remainder of the year and bulked up. On his player bio page, he's listed as 6 foot 185 pounds. That 6 foot number might be generous, but that 185 looks legit. He's not a big guy, and coming out of high school in Miami, Florida, he was much smaller but his talent was undeniable at the talent-rich Miami Coral Park Senior High, home of former baseball all-star Jose Canseco, and on a side note, home of musician Pitbull. 
At Coral Park, Zach was a three-time All-District player and a second-team All-American, hitting a ridiculous 442 as a junior. Despite the numbers, though, he didn't get a ton of looks from big schools coming out of high school. Campbell coaches spotted him at a showcase scrimmage in North Carolina and sent recruiters a few weeks later to watch him yeah, play in so Georgia. I didn't really have uh, many, many D1 offers coming out of high school. Um, I was really skinny, really just scrawny. I, I saw a picture of you in high school. Yeah. So was that it? Because you had the stats. Was yeah, it? I feel like uh, my talent was there. It was just just my body physique wasn't there. Uh, okay. I never had never gone to the weight room until I got here to school. So the coaches, I, I thank the coaches every day I'm here, um, being able to take that chance on me, on a young kid like that in high school. Yeah. And, uh, and just, be able to, just be able to come here and develop, uh, get strength, um, gain some weight. Um, that was the biggest thing that I needed to do when I got here, and I actually did it. So it was kind of good on my part, and, and it, it shows in, a, in the long run for me. Um, and it's just, just being able to, the coaches trusting me, um, on my talents and just be able to do what they asked me to do and they know I'm there for them and I'm, I know they're there for me so okay you say you were a skinny kid and yeah, yeah so how, how did they discover you yeah so I was uh the the coach who saw me he's not here anymore but I was on a recruiting trip uh going up the east coast and mm-hmm. I played my last game at Wake Forest okay. it was like little like uh like showcase scrimmage and uh one of the coaches from Campbell was there and he I guess he liked what he saw and he, he gave me a call that night. He said he introduced me to the program and stuff. I had never heard of Campbell before. And, uh, and two weeks later, I was, at a, I was at a high school tournament in Georgia. And all of a sudden, I see Coach Hare Robinson and Coach Marks, who's not here anymore. Um, I saw them all at that, at, that, uh, at that showcase, at that tournament. And I was like, oh, man, this is serious. <laughs> so, uh, but now they, they talked to me after that, and they pretty much gave me a – even more more word of detail to the program and what it means to them and uh and how i would fit in it and they gave me a couple weeks um until they brought me up on a visit and just being able to see the school for the first time it had my eyes open and um everything coach Harris said just just was true the biggest thing i learned was uh from high school coming to my freshman year the shortened season um was definitely my cockiness um coming from a big big public school in miami uh, and then coming here to Bowie's Creek, it just my teammates and coaches humbled me to stay within myself and put the team before myself. Uh, really gave really gave me another option on how to look at the game. And uh, I struggled a little bit my freshman year, um, the shortened season, just be able to get get to like feel like how I wanted to play in high school, right. but be able to feel how the coaches wanted me to play. And I feel like last year when I finally had that meeting with the coaches. Um, they they kind of told me like they still want me to be that cocky player, just be able to like put the, bring the team with me, and I think I did a pretty good job with that. And uh, coming into this year, I feel like we're gonna be pretty gritty and pretty uh, pretty swaggy on the field. So um, I feel like it's gonna be a really good year for us. Campbell was an at-large bid for the NCAA tournament last year after falling in the finals of the Big South tournament. At-large bids aren't typically handed out to mid-major schools, but Campbell's been putting together solid teams for over a decade now. Campbell won two games in the Starkville, Mississippi Regional, beating Virginia Commonwealth and Samford and scoring a combined 35 runs in those two games. They took host Mississippi State to the wire in the regional final, losing 6-5 to the team that would go on to win it all in 2021. Neto hit over 400 with two home runs in the final three games of that regional, 
performance that got him on a lot of national watch lists when it was all said and done. I asked Zach what that trip to Starkville meant for him and his team heading into 2022. We to go there to a Power 5 school. Um, they ended up winning the whole thing, so it was yeah. pretty nice being able to go over there, that atmosphere, um, getting it under our belt, knowing that no, knowing what we have to do and knowing that our team can, put, can be put up against anybody. Um, so baseball is just a game of failure, and um, be, able to, be able to have that failure and just be able to handle it is what's going to put us in that next step forward. So um, Coach Harry did a, did a really good job of uh, – putting us in that position to where we, we had a chance to win. And I was unfortunately the last out of that regional, but just being able to have- I didn't mean to bring that up. No, 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 you're good, no, you're good. But but just being, yeah, just being able to have that experience, uh, know what it's like to play in front of 10,000 fans every day. Yeah. Um, it's just awesome. And I know we're looking forward to trying to go back over there and, and, get, and get a little revenge over there. But um, wherever it takes us, that's where we're gonna go. And we're just looking forward to win every day, once, one step at a time, one day at a time, and just be able to go out there and compete. I asked him about pitching. You'd think a guy who's working to crack the big leagues as an infielder might focus on his hitting and fielding more, but Zach loves taking the mound. Oh, I love pitching just because uh, it kind of, my swing just kind of like, uh, it's kind of similar to my pitching mechanics. Um, yeah. I have a pretty big leg kick, so it kind of reminds me of when I'm pitching. So my mechanics on the mound and on the field are pretty much the same. So being able to have the same consistency when I'm on the mound, I know I'm gonna have a good day at the plate, or when I'm at the plate, I know I'm gonna do really good on the mound because it's just so similar that uh, that whatever I do, whether I'm on the mound or in the plate, uh, it's just gonna be a success. Time's running down, and Zach has practice this afternoon to get ready for the season opener against Appalachian State. I have a few more questions, but one of the things I have to know What's it like to read about yourself in all of these national scouting publications? Does it add to the pressure? Does it get in your head at all? Is it all even true? Anything you read about yourself that surprised you, like you didn't know? <laughs> oh yeah, um, it, it's like it's like I said. Like every time I read those things, I always find something new or something to something to laugh about. But yeah. I think the the funniest thing of uh, reading reading on some of those is, or actually most of them, because they all pretty much say the same thing is. Uh, that I have a pretty average arm, so yeah, you're um, an average, average defense. Uh, no, no, yeah, but what, what cracks me up is that I have an average arm. Uh, my coaches give me a lot of crap for it uh, yeah. every day, saying I have a second baseman arm. But uh, it's like it's like people you throw 91. Yeah, right? it's like <laughs> people people don't know that I can hop on the mound and hit 90, 92, or 93, and like with ease and just be able to go to short, and I can still probably. I could probably throw a little harder than that, yeah. but it's just it just cracks me up saying that uh, I have an average arm. But uh, but it's it's people's opinion, so I really I really don't care too much about it. But that's something that that cracks me up a couple times. This interview is serving a dual purpose. Zach is going to be highlighted in the upcoming spring edition of Campbell Magazine. I ask him if his teammates give him a hard time about all the attention he's getting. No, no, they don't. They don't give me a hard time. They, they, uh, they, they just crack a. Uh, they try to joke around a little bit, um, but they don't take it too far serious because yeah. um, they know like the type of player I am, and they know like they they see they see that somebody's representing for the program uh, up there, and they just want the best for me. Um, they've always wanted the best for me since I've been here, okay. so I appreciate them for sure. Thank you for listening to this edition of Rhymes with Orange, a podcast of the Marketing and Communications Department at Campbell University. Dr. Britt Davis is Vice President for Advancement, and Haven Hoddle is Assistant Vice President for Marketing and Communications. 
A special thank you to Davis Dupree from Campbell Athletics for setting up my talk with Zach. And of course, thank you to Zach Neto and continued luck this season and in the many seasons to follow. I'm Billy Liggett, Director of News and Publications at Campbell University, and I'll be back in two weeks for the next edition of Rhymes with Orange. Mm-hmm.